first down of the lot more. The home for props football. To the 25-20, to the 10. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM Glassboro. To the house, touchdown. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. A weekly look at the latest happenings in Profs football. Today's show is made possible in part by Barnes & Noble Bookstore, The Brown & Gold Gridiron Club, Inspira Health, Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar, The Rowan University Alumni Association, and the Southwest Council. We now we take you to Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar in Glassboro, New Jersey with Derek Jones and the head coach of Rowan University Football, Jay Accorsi for the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Good evening from Italian Affair in Glassboro. Derek Jones and the head coach of Rowan University Profs Football, Jay Accorsi, with you this evening. It's the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Coach, welcome back in. Yep, great to be here as always. It is another fun evening here, a packed evening here at Italian Affair yep. in Glassboro. And we've got a lot of football to talk about because... In part, it's a short week yeah. and a quick turnaround for you and the props. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But, again, exciting Friday night. You know, TC and Jay, we've had some great games with them over the years. So, um, you know, firework night, Friday night lights should be really exciting. And we'll get to the particulars with TC and Jay coming up in just a bit because as the game taking place tomorrow, not a lot. It's under basically technically right now, 24 hours yeah. away yeah. from what's going to happen in – uh, Glassboro coming up tomorrow, Coach Richard Wacker Stadium. So we'll get to it, but let's go back to last Saturday and Rowan's contest against Christopher Newport, a 20 to 14 loss for the Profs and Coach in that game, 20 to nothing early on. But before we get to that portion of it, you know, we, we talked so much last week about the weather and what it, at least it looked okay. But what did you think field condition wise, as far as how things went down once you got out there? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was really wet. But, again, it's that Kentucky bluegrass, short grass that's able to withstand a lot of water and sun. So it was really mushy when we got there. But by the time the game started, you know, the wind was kind of blowing a little bit. The sun was out. It was much different than what we thought it was going to be. All those, you know, wet ball drills and packing tons of clothes and <laughs> all those things. Um, you know, again, you need to be prepared. But... The field wasn't bad. It, it always holds up. It, you know, it was a little slippery in some spots, but as the game wore on, it, it dried out really well and was, you know, much different, um, you know, than what we had anticipated. So sometimes that happens. And the game, interestingly enough, kind of a, a slow start offensively for the props throughout the game, and then things heated up in the fourth quarter, which we'll get to. But how did you assess that first half? You fell behind 13 nothing. Yeah, again, you know, um, you know, anytime you have an overnight trip, like we did up at Springfield, you want to get off the bus after the trip and run around a little bit. We obviously didn't get a chance to do that. There was really bad weather when we got to the hotel. There was some places without power. Luckily, we had it. Um, so there was no way we were going to get on the field, and there was no way we were going to be able to get outside or run around somewhere. So, again, that's always the fear when you do that is, you know, that bus trip. You know, and that's why when you play away, it's really hard. And those overnight games are really taxing physically. And I think it showed in the first half. We just didn't come out. And, again, I think most of the offensive problems were more mental than physical. 
Um, and, and again, it's you know it's a taxing trip, but it's taxing just not physically, but also mentally. And we just really made some uncharacteristic um, you know mistakes on the offensive side early in the game. I thought defensively we played pretty well. You know, their quarterback's really good. I mean, he made some dynamic plays, um, and that was really the difference in the game. When you look at it, is they had like three or four big plays. We had maybe one or two on offense. We had some big plays defensively, but just uh, were not able to get going offensively. And as a part of that, Matt Dzierski, the quarterback for Christopher Newport University, 61-yard run in the third quarter. They, yeah. they go up 20 to nothing, and it just further compounded the problems because, as you said, you know, the defense, by no means, the defense play a bad game. Yeah, at all. no, I mean, you know, Ahmad has that one in his hands on yeah, a screen pass. Yeah. He jumps up in the air and hits him in the chest. If he just can kind of gather it and fall down, we got great field position. The defense did a great job all day, put the offense in great field position most of the day. We were in a short field. We just made mistakes. We hadn't had a legal procedure penalty all year. We had three, you know, and it was just one play here one mistake here every drive that held us back and you know again the offense had kind of really led us the first few weeks of the season um and then unfortunately it just didn't occur but the defense played great um slowed the quarterback down but again we gave up big plays we gave up that when he scrambled the pass play um you know the long run and then the hitch and go down the other end so you know we gave up three big plays that that they were able to score on that you know in a game like that you just can't do so it gets to the fourth quarter, and then that's where the game changes, in part thanks to the gentleman yeah. sitting on my left, who yeah. we'll bring in in a little while. But you get a couple of touchdowns with James Farrer, touchdown runs. But in the course of that, you get a block punt. When it looked like the game was slipping away from you, that got you back into it. Yeah, and again, we, you know, we, we were close on some others. You know, we had a really bad, you know, running into the punter earlier in the game that cost us, and that was one of their drives. Um, we thought we had some opportunities. Kirk King and our special teams coordinator thought we had a chance to get some, and we got it at the right time. So we were able to score, block the punt, score, and then kind of really be in it. And, again, um, you know, you need when one area is not playing on all cylinders like we were offensively, then you need the other two special teams and defense to step up. And I thought they did and did some really good things, just not enough. When you look at the, the last stretch of that game, I, I, I don't have the exact number in front of you. I think it was something like Matt Dzierski touched the ball in terms of throwing or running it himself. Something like 26 yeah. of the final 27 plays that Christopher Newport had the ball. How difficult did it make that for you? Because in, in a way, it's you know who's getting the ball and who's touching the ball, but it, it was tough to kind of procure it when you needed yeah, it. Um, because he did. He, they scored twice on pass plays. So it's not like you could just load the box and stop the quarterback because he's got a really good arm. That's what makes him so dangerous. Um, but, again, you know, they go empty sets with no backs, and now you just got to be really disciplined in the middle. You're trying to defend the pass but also defend the run, and it got to be really hard for us to find him too. And there's a couple of times he just escaped and – yeah, he's a really good player. You know, there's no mistake about it. Can he do that every week for them to survive all year long? I don't know. But there were a couple times we thought he was going to be out of the game for a while because we hit him pretty hard, but he bounced right back. Can you update us on what happened with the injury uh, during the course of the game? Uh, I believe there was an injured Rowan player who went off. Can you tell us about yep, he's that? he's fine. He's back. Um, uh, you know, he's completely fine under the care of our – uh, athletic trainers and doctors, and he's completely fine. So you get those scares, 
Um, you know, it, it really, you know, gets you. But um, he's completely fine. Uh, was able to come back uh, from from there. And, and, again, he's under the care of our uh, athletic trainer and doctors. And, again, like we tell the players, you know, you, your health and well-being is more important than any one play or game or win or loss. So um, he's good. Kevin Vanderveer, the, the injured prof who, who went down, and that's, that's always a scary situation. We've seen that happen, unfortunately, over the years both ways. Yep. And uh, it's, it's great news to hear that, that he recovered. Yep. As, you, as you take a look at kind of where to go from here, you, you mentioned the, the offensive struggles. And then defensively, um, it, giving up the, the, the big plays, I mean, what has your focus been on this week uh, during practice? And again, you know, we worked a scramble drill, so their first touchdown was, you know, he scrambled around and, and threw the deep ball, and we lost the receiver for a bit. We work it in practice, so again, that's something we always continue to work on. Um, you know, the, the hitch and go the other way, we worked on it during the week, so that's something you got to be really careful about. Um, you know, the one he, he bounced and ran, you know, we didn't fit our gaps, you know, so there's really no secret to what it is you just got to continue to do what you need to do and then you know offensively i know the offensive coach like well you know maybe we need to do this maybe we do need to do that but until you look at the film and see and then you see all the missed opportunities we just uncharacter uncharacteristically did not play well offensively in uh, in all levels and it was always like one mistake in a drive that hurt us you just you can't do that you know and especially in our conference all the teams are good you just can't afford to do that. So, you know, short week, you can't really do a lot. Um, you know, we had a couple players banged up that we may not have this week. So you just have to be really careful and smart coming into a short week. You know, TCNJ's had two weeks off. So, you know, it could be a completely brand-new offense and defense and special teams. You, you just have to prepare for the, the best that you can and, and do what you do really well. And I know that's what we did offensively with a few wrinkles. Same thing defensively. So we've always talked about it from the Rowan side of it, but playing against a team who's coming off of the bye, what are some of the, the differences that, that you've seen previously from teams coming off of a bye? Is there a rust versus rest? Yeah, again, it's going to be the speed of the game. You know, you try to simulate that in practice. And, again, I thought, you know, in our off week, that's what hurt us a little bit, coming the off week back into the speed of the game after playing really well at the beginning of the year. Um, so my hope is that the speed of the game, we're going to catch them early. Um, but again, you just you can't simulate that in practice, the speed of the actual game itself and the physicality of the game. So that's what we're hoping is that, you know, we can jump on them a little bit and, 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 and have them have to play catch up. So the profs will take on the College of New Jersey coming up on Friday night and what should be a great atmosphere for Friday night lights is you turn the page away from this Christopher Newport game. What was what was the message to the team as far as, you know, it's a, it's a loss in conference, but there's still a lot of football left to be yeah, played. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, it's still so early. You don't know how it's going to play out. We have a lot of games left. So you just, you know, you just don't know until you go through the conference schedule. And that's how our conference is. Every team is really good. Again, we've talked about William Patterson having a really good season. Another win. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it's just there's no off week in our conference. You just need to be prepared week in and week out. Um, and that's just how you have to approach it. Some of the other numbers of, of note from the game last Saturday, the props 4-13 on third down conversions. Christopher Newport actually uh, lower than that, 3 of 14 uh -huh. on third downs. But they did have an advantage time of possession 
about 35 minutes to Rowan's 25 minutes. Yeah, and again, that was the end of the game when they were just trying to eat the clock and just try to wind it down. Um, you know, again, sometimes those numbers get a little overshadowed. Penalties, you know, they had like 12 or 14. We only had, I think, three or four. Um, again, so I was pleased to see that, you know, we're cleaning things up penalty-wise, um, you know, and, and, and turning the tide a little bit. So that was encouraging to see that we're playing cleaner, we're playing better, we're not making as many mistakes. But you need to, you know, again, keep cleaning those up and, 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 and try to make sure that you're not doing that. So we're actually, not to jump all the way towards the end of the show, but we're going to talk about him in the fan question segment. But Ahmad Gant had seven tackles and two sacks and a forced fumble, and we kind of talked about the pass yeah, break. He might have had a pick six if he just – but, again, that was it was thrown so fast right yeah. at him. I don't think he was expecting it. You know, that's, that's what you would expect from a player like that that's been in the program, um, you know, that, that, that it's his time. Um, you know, that it, it's his turn, and he's got to step up. We saw glimpses of it the first couple of weeks, and good for him. I mean, that's how it should be. He's he's worked really hard. You know, he had a knee injury his first year, so he medical redshirted, had to fight back from knee surgery and a knee injury. Um, he's worked really hard. He's worked, you know, hard in all phases of what he's doing in the classroom, outside the classroom, and now it's clicking for him, and that's what should happen you know, come around your junior, senior years, um, that's when you need to start to play really great football. He played really well. Oh, man, he he really dominated a, a lot of the game defensively for us, and, and that's what we need. You know, we're without Mike Mascioli. Um, you know, not sure if we'll have Mike again this week, so you're looking for that next leader on the defense that's still a very young defense with everybody back for the most part who's going to be that leader, and Ahmad's starting to emerge as that person. Um, and with his play, he, he was really dynamic Saturday, and, and we needed him to be. It's, it's funny. Over the years, when you look at Rowan's defensive line, it's, I don't want to say you take it for granted, but you just assume that there's going to be another guy who steps up and becomes a major force. And it, it looks, it's early, but it yeah. looks like he might be on his way towards becoming. Yeah, and again, A.J. Aikens played that role last year for us for the first time for him, which was great to see. Um, and again, so now it was Ahmad's turn and, you know, Eric Hill and, um, you know, you'll hear some of the other names of some of the younger players. But, you know, that's what you need to do when your time comes. You need to step up and, and start to make plays. And um, again, it was really nice to see he played really well. Um, and I think we'll continue in that direction, which um, will certainly help us. Last thing before we go to break. Uh, the, the atmosphere on Friday night should be a, a fun one yes. with the, the fireworks, and normally that is the, the Friday night games have been really good turnouts at uh, Coach Richard Wacker Stadium. What kind of atmosphere are you expecting on Friday? It should be crazy. I mean, again, it's TCNJ, so, you know, the most closest um, NJAC school to us, they have a lot of South Jersey players. We have a lot of South Jersey players. They're going to travel with a lot of people. Um, you know, it's just one of those in all the years of all the matchups that's always been huge games. Um, I imagine being a huge crowd, a lot of excitement, um, and it should be absolutely gorgeous weather. Um, the, the weather kind of turned a little bit today. Finally. And it's supposed to get, you know, be even nicer tomorrow night. So, um, you know, what better way to play in front of family, friends, students, and everybody and against one of your crosstown rivals, per se, um, you know, and, and, and play. So it should be 
electric. It should be exciting. It should be loud. It should be just a, a great atmosphere. And for players, what more would you ask for? Should be a fun time tomorrow night. We'll break down more of the game against the College of New Jersey coming up on Friday, and we'll break it down in a little bit. But first, we've got a special guest on the way after the break. It's James Farah of the Pross football team joining us right here on the Rowan University Football Coaches Show from Italian Affair in Glassboro. This is Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Stay tuned. We'll have more headed your way right after this. WGLS-FM programming is made possible in part by Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar. Located at 900 Delcy Drive in Glassboro, Italian Affair offers traditional Italian cuisine in multiple dining areas, including an outdoor patio. Established in 1988, Italian Affair also provides catering and private party options. For more information, the phone number is 856-881-2121, and the website is italianaffairglassboro.com. Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar is proud to support the programming on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. Now I'm, you know, trying to get better, stronger than ever. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Calling all sports fans. Tune into Offsides from 5 to 6 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, all semester long on RowanRadio.com Channel 2. Join me, Rowan Radio Sports Director Danny Ryan, along with Larry Dealman, Aaron Hook, and the voices of the Rowan Radio Sports Department for a weekly roundtable discussion about the wide world of professional sports. We'll cover everything you need to know about local and national pro sports news three times a week right here on Offsides. For up-to-date sports news, topics, and debates, make sure you tune in to Offsides every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 p.m. on RowanRadio.com, Channel 2. This is C.J. Barron, and you're listening to Rowan University Football Coaches Show right here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. C.J. Barrett bringing us back in here at Italian Affair in Glassboro. Derek Jones, Jay Acorsi, and also now joined by Prost running back James Farah. Welcome, James. How you doing? Good. Great to have you here on the show, and, and you've had a, a tremendous start to the season so far. Take me through your thoughts here on the first few games and what it's been like to kind of get in the mix with the guys again. So um, I feel like we've been coming out pretty strong, except for the um, exception of last week, especially on offense, the first uh, three games. Um, Especially that Springfield win, that was huge. Um, but we got to like really tighten up because those two losses we should have won. Definitely, um, Salve were up at halftime. So uh, coming out in the second half, we just got to you know move the ball more. Um, and then against Christopher Newport, obviously the defense played really well. So we got to back them up on the offensive side and um, be able to score points, especially in the first half. Like I know we finished strong, but. Yeah. 22 carries, 99 yards, and a couple of touchdowns on the ground for you on Saturday. But one of the things I wanted to ask you about this season is your activity in the receiving game. You've been active. We'll, we'll talk about the long touchdown 
from earlier this season in a bit, but uh, take me through the, the, the process here. What's it been like kind of getting in that passing game? So I've always wanted to be kind of like a receiving back to begin with, so uh, this year they've the coaches have really like implemented me into the pass game, so um, they're putting in some new stuff for me, stuff like that. So it's really fun to be getting the ball um, a different type of way, not only up the middle, but, you know, types of passes like flat routes, stuff like that. So. Coach, that has to add another dimension to the offense when you're able to, to get the running back into the passing game. Yeah, and again, you know, James was a high school quarterback, so he's very athletic, which which makes that position great in that you can do a lot of different things. You're not just that one-trick pony where you just either run the ball or you're the blocking back or you're the third-down specialist that catches the ball. You know, James is able to do all those different things, and, and again, that makes it dangerous because then, again, the defense, how do you stop all the different things that occur and then how do you stop players that can do multiple things and i think that's what you know james has really worked on and has made us even more um, multi-dimensional on the offensive side which is pretty scary so you've had six catches this year two of them have been for touchdowns take me through that 95 yarder against springfield yeah so actually the route i ran on it was the wrong route just because i got out i got out pretty late um but, yeah, but Husney saw me pretty quick, and he just flipped it to me, and um, there was no one in front of me except for Terry Carlstrom, who made a good block. So, yeah. D- does being a, a former quarterback give you kind of a, a little bit of advantage in terms of knowing what Mike Husney's looking for? Well, I mean, when I was in high school, I ran the triple option, okay, so it's gotcha. a little bit different. I was basically a running back, but through probably four times a game. But, um, I mean, it probably helps a little bit just from a little bit of, like, past experience I had in high school. But yeah, last season you had a good start to it, but the injury happens, and eventually you end up leading the conference in rushing, averaging over 80 yards per game. How frustrating was last year, and how have you been able to turn that into a positive this year? Yeah, well, last year was definitely frustrating, especially the first game of the season. I hurt myself, so that was rough. Coming off a good game too, but it helped too last year that we had that um, we had two bye weeks and four weeks or something like that. So I only missed two games. Um, and I was kind of dragging for the rest of the season just because my knee, like, it wasn't fully, like, healthy. But this year it's a lot different. Like, I feel pretty good. I'm still wearing the brace and stuff like that just in case. But um, I feel a lot better, especially from last year. So, Do, do you feel that the difference this year versus last year in terms of the preparation, it just seems like the, the offense is a little bit more in, in the groove. And they, they played well at times last year, but to start the year, seem to be a little bit more in the groove versus last year when you're everyone's trying to get reacclimated to things. Yeah. What's the difference been between last offseason and this past offseason? Well, off we definitely knew this season coming in that we had the guys to do it on offense too, um, especially, you know, having John, the best receiver in the conference, best quarterback in the conference, and be- definitely the best O-line in the conference. Um, so, yeah, we knew what we had on offense. So, uh, you know, we just come in confident every game, and uh, we just try to put up as many points as we can. You mentioned that offensive line. You're averaging almost five yards a carry this season. What can you say about that offensive line, the job they've done? Um, they've done great, yeah. Um, I mean, I might miss some holes because the holes are always there. So I should be averaging <laughs> probably a little bit more, as Michael Klein would say. Uh, Mad Dog Klein, I call him. But, um, yeah, no, they're, they're really good. Especially, you know, last year they were, pretty, they were really good, but there are some new guys that stepped up too because there were uh, some people that graduated last year. Um, and they're just doing great. So we talked a little bit about it in the first segment. It's a shorter week. How does that impact your preparation in terms of just getting ready physically? Because running back is a taxing position. 
not having the, the full complement of rest coming off of a road game, how challenging is that? Um, it's, it's challenging, but we get that off day on Monday. We're off Sunday. So, I mean, I think I'm prepared. I think we're all prepared. Um, I don't think it's too much of a difference, especially being a night game. So we'll have a lot of Friday to, like, hydrate and to, like, get ready for the game, too. So, um, yeah, I think we'll be all right. Coach, can you tell us how you discovered James, a transfer from Monmouth? He kind of found us through Mike Husney, um, you know, and I remember, you know, at conversations. And then when he and Dad came to visit, I, I just could sense, and I, I, I try to kind of figure out people quickly just to see if they're a fit. And, he, you know, you could tell he just wanted an opportunity to play. And he just wanted an opportunity to show what he could do. And he just wanted an opportunity to be a part of something. And I could sense in his voice and talking to him that he just was really determined um, and felt very comfortable that he knew he could play football at a high level. You don't see that very often. Um, again, but I got that sense from him when he came with Dad that day. And I'm like, hmm kind of intriguing person here <laughs> and all he wanted was a chance you know and i think sometimes players like james um that come into the program i really cherish because they understand what it's like not to play not to be on the field to fight to get on the field and that's all he wanted was a fair chance i told him straight up you'll get a chance i can t tell you that you'll get a chance where it goes and what you do with it we'll wait and see what happens so um, you know, he's been uh, more than what I thought. Not that I had any preconceived notion, but he's a dyna. And when I went back, so he came to visit, talked to him. You know, I know my cousin and some of the other guys from the Shore Air were excited. Um, you know, and I think he was still kind of thinking maybe some other schools but wasn't sure. I popped out his high school film, like three plays. I'm like, I've seen enough. Like, I don't need to see any more of this dude. He's, like, pretty good. You know, and, and that's all you needed and because it was his passion for playing. Like, he was playing a quarterback position. You could tell he kind of wasn't, but, like, he loved having the ball in his hands, and he just, like, was magical. And, again, I watched, like, three plays, and I turned off, like, oh, I've seen enough. i got to call him back and tell him we're definitely very interested. Um, and, again, that's his work ethic. I think all the things that you ask him is what made him um, successful for what he's doing. And it's his patience. That's the part that a running back has to have, waiting for the hole and exploding through the hole. Sometimes you see guys run into guys. They're just not patient enough, especially young running backs. Yeah. He really, and especially down at the goal line, like he's like shot out of a cannon. All of a sudden he sees a hole and boom, he's gone. And, and that's patience, and you got to give him a lot of credit for that. What enticed you about this program to say, okay, I, I think this is a spot for me? Yeah, so when I was looking to transfer, um, it was mostly because I knew Mike. I knew Mike Husney, and I knew um, – I didn't know him that well. Like, I, w I wouldn't say I was, like, close friends with him in any sense, but I knew what kind of player he was for sure And like because we were from the same area, obviously, um, in the shore. So I knew what he could do and just the tradition that comes around Rowan, really. And, you know, um, the teams back in the day that were making it, you know, against Mount Union, the big games, you know, yeah. and – Especially probably like, you know, who would want to go to TCNJ, you know, over <laughs> Rowan. So that was a big thing. I wanted to stay, I wanted to stay in, um, in Jersey, obviously, and I wanted to play a little bit lower. We're not saying the competition's lower, but, you know, Division Three. Yeah, right, right. And, um, yeah, I thought Rowan was a good fit. So your first game, and, and Coach, you kind of talked about the patience and watching 
you play, I it was very impressive because you're right. I mean, we see see a lot of running backs in college football that yeah, just it looks like they're running up against you know, the wall. He just he yeah, had a long run, yeah, and figured it out early yeah, on. Even in the pro level, I mean, at all levels, I, I just don't know if running backs are patient enough, and and that's a hard thing. Don't get me wrong; like you got everybody chasing you. The last thing you want to do is get caught by everybody, especially when they're big, you know, guys that want to get you. But that's the part that had impressed me early on, and seeing him in practice do that, and that's really what impressed me right from the beginning was his composure how he is how he carried himself and how he carried that onto the field and he's going to be successful in whatever he does there's no question point pleasant burrow how did that prepare you to play for this guy um i mean you know i came from a pretty good like coach you know i really liked my coach in high school so it was basically no change coming here um you know all the coaches are great and of course because of course he's great so really just, you know, just coaching is pretty big, obviously. So coming from a really good coach school in high school and then coming to another good coach school, it helps. So that was good. Yeah. And, he, you know, again, so we had two different. So last year we had Joe Costadina, yep. who's now up, up at Albany, you mm-hmm. know, a student coach right. for us, did a great job. And now we have Dominique Williams, who was a great running back at Wagner, played in the pros. And, again, I'm sure James could attest, probably learning a lot more, you know, a little bit from Dominique because of, his experiences at the highest level um and again that's i think been critical to our success this year you know six new coaches seven coaching changes and really it hasn't shown that much because it's been pretty seamless how about coach williams and his ability to to kind of teach you some new stuff and kind of add to your game yeah well coach dom's philosophy is really just be free and be yourself you know don't run like a robot like don't you know and when you get to the second level, make moves. You know, when I was even when I was at Monmouth, it was kind of like do this, do that. Like it wasn't really like be your own type of player. It was really just like follow like the steps, follow everything. But I like how Coach John brings that element to be able like you can be able to be yourself uh, when you're running the ball. So yeah. Did, did you find it challenging to kind of you know you mentioned the triple option as you go through other systems? Has there been an adjustment period? It doesn't seem like you've had much trouble kind of acclimating yourself quickly. To whatever situation you're in yeah so well when i was um a quarterback in high school obviously it was a little bit different i, f- I feel like doing that probably prepared me pretty well just because i was running a lot but then when i got to monmouth i was a quarterback there and then i switched to receiver there and then i switched to running back so i've only been like a true running back for a few years wow but um the only thing that helps is really just a triple option i'd say and then in the past game like everything else helps you know with like being a receiver a little bit at monmouth but um yeah, it was just really the triple option, I'd say. Just That was the closest thing to being a running back, so that helped a lot. How much of, of learning the running back position is just naturally being able to get it versus, okay, I have to learn this skill set because, yeah, you, you did a lot of different things up until you got to the point of being a regular running back. Yeah, well, the hardest thing I felt like for me was just, I guess, like being in the backfield doing steps, um, taking handoffs i mean it's not that hard but i was never taking handoffs ever i was giving handoffs or pulling it um other than that i mean it was kind of the same I, just like um you know you just got to be a little patient and like i find myself sometimes if i'm not being like patient enough um that's when it gets harder so you just got to take a step back and just try to read everything and just remember where your blocks are stuff like that so coach is there a running back that you had previously that reminds you of james a little bit you know, 
I'm sure there have been some over the years, you know, that have been able to do a lot of different things. Um, I think the really dynamic backs we had in the 90s when I first got here, um, you know, Eugene Foster, some names people have no idea who they are except <laughs> for me. Um, you know, Eugene Foster and, and some of the others like that, that did a lot of different things. Uh, able to run, take screens, catch the ball, block. I mean, that's the other part with James we haven't really talked about. So I think those players that we had in the early, mid-90s that were really good could do a lot of different things. That's kind of how James reminds me. Keith Corcoran, oh, yeah. you know, a name oh, yeah. from a f- several years ago, same type of player, um, same type of skill set, um, and Cork did, was very dynamic for us and did a lot of great things and probably a lot more in the past game when you look back at it, and I think that's kind of what James reminds me of. But he's he's different, though, too, because his running style is is very different. He's kind of... Again, he's kind of a hybrid of a wide receiver, quarterback, running back because he's had those experiences. And, again, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. So he's able to do a lot of different things, and I think that's what helps him. So let, let's talk about blocking a little bit because we we see so much with running backs and focus on them running the ball, obviously, and then maybe catching the ball out of the backfield. And then when the quarterback drops back to throw – a lot of people focus on the offensive line, but your role is pretty important as somebody who can help on that side of things. Yeah, well, I mean, before I go out on the routes, most of the time I have a blocking assignment. So, I mean, I'm pretty good at it, I would say, but, like, I know that's, like, the one thing I can get a lot better at. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty easy when you got the five other linemen with you and, you know, they're, they're picking up their blocks and I see what I have. So it's not, it's not too bad. That's a mission-critical operation blocking in the past game and you know we, you, we were talking a little bit about the NFL aspect of it you watch backs every Sunday who man it's not great, <laughs> it's not and, great. and they're usually not in there as yeah. much because they're putting guys in there that can and again you know that's to James's credit he, he's able to sift through and see where pressure's coming and different people are coming through and again knowing what his role is I think that's again he really understood because of his previous experiences, kind of what his role is. And a lot of players don't understand that, and that takes a long time. He early on kind of understood what his role was and um, has really developed in all areas of his game, understanding who he is and what he's about. Let's talk to you about the running back room, the other guys with you at that position. How have they evolved? We've seen some pretty good things from those players so far. Yeah, well, Tiki and um, Kyron, and, you know, the rest of the running back room, Luke, Muhammad, all of them, um, Vinny. But me and Tiki right now, I would say we're like the one-two punch, especially I just feel like Tiki's really a downhill type of runner guy. Like, he'll run through your face. Well, like, I'll do that, but, I mean, I can, you know, get on the pass game. We'll soak a Tiki. But then we have Kyron, which, you know, when he gets in the game, he really he really kills it too. So, like, you can't really just focus on one person in the running back room because – Right when you're focusing on what they're doing, we'll put somebody else in. They'll do the same or do something better. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited. Tiki didn't play last week, which you know is also a big part of us, like not being able to move the ball that much and stuff like that. Because Tiki does have explosive plays for us. So I'm excited to, for tomorrow for him to be back. So it is impressive when you look at the running game, and it's I believe number two in the conference behind Salisbury, who legit runs, runs the, every play. Runs yeah. every play. Right. Uh, the running backs are basically averaging. 
roughly five yards of carry every time they touch the ball, which is crazy. Yeah, and again, that you know, and and that's what James said. You know, kind of knowing what your role is, and you know, Kyron's time is going to come, and you know, Luco Hay. We haven't talked a lot about. He got a little bit of time on Saturday. His time's coming. Um, but again, I think you know, Juwan Hayes came in great shape, and I think that has really helped him and James in that they can kind of keep each other fresh. We missed him last week. Um, with the weather and everything that we thought, we thought it'd be a stretch for him. So we're able to play some other players, but he's back. And again, anytime you have that, it makes you fresh. And it makes you fresh this time of year, which is critical. James, we'll let you get out on this one. How excited are you for tomorrow night's game? Friday night game should be a big crowd on hand for what should be a fun night. Yeah, I'm definitely excited, especially because against TCNJ. Uh, I feel like that's one of our biggest rivals. So. And plus, you know, Saturdays are fun, but I love Friday nights. Friday nights are the best. So, What an opportunity it will be for the profs coming up on Friday night against TCNJ. James Farah, thanks so much for joining us here on the Rowan University Football Coaches Show. Thank you. Stay tuned. We'll have more right after this from Italian Affair in Glassboro. This is Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. RowanRadio.com? What's this? A full program and sports schedule for WGLS so you never miss your favorite shows? Station archives to see the history of Rowan Radio? A virtual tour of the station? They even have podcasts, too. Oh, and you can listen online. Ooh, I love this song. Go to RowanRadio.com for more Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. WGLS-FM programming is made possible in part by Inspira Health. Getting sick is never convenient, especially while you're juggling a full course load, a job, an internship, or all three. The MyInspira app allows you to access care at home, between classes, or on the go. Services include consulting board-certified doctors by phone or video chat to get a quick diagnosis and treatment for non-emergency medical issues from acne to the flu. You can see a doctor immediately or select a time for your virtual visit that works for you and your schedule. You can download the MyInspira app to get started today. Inspira Health is a proud supporter of the programming on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk Walk a mile mile in my my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This is JT Plasteris, and you're listening to the Roan University Football Coaches Show right here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM back here at Italian Affair in Glassboro. Derek Jones and the head coach of Props Football, Jay Accorsi, with you as the Profs and Lions get set to play coming up on Friday. Coach, what a treat it was to hear from James Farah. Yeah, again, we were talking off air. It seems like he's been in the program forever. Um, you know, excited for the possibility of having him come back for another year next year. Um, he has a year of eligibility. You know, again, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but um, again, you know, I was really impressed when I met him, you know, last summer um, when he and dad came to visit and um, 
I just thought he'd be a really good fit in a lot of different ways. And he has been. And it's not always just the football part. You know, anytime you have transfers and other people come in, um, you know, from higher levels or other places, it's not so much just always the football fit. It's like, do they get along with the guys? Yeah, absolutely. And he instantly did with all the guys on offense and even on defense. And, um, you know, just a pleasure to have him. He's going to be successful in whatever he does. Um, We're just very fortunate that, you know, this stop for him um, was our place, and um, he still has so much more to offer, not only as a football player, but as a person, and that's what I always get excited about. It, you, you mentioned kind of that, that veteran feel he kind of has yeah, to I mean, him. just when you talk to him, yeah, right? I, yeah. Again, we were joking, like, oh, he's done the radio show before, and he goes, no, coach, I never have. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're not nervous. He goes, well, no, not really, you know, and but you hear him talk yeah. and speak, and he talks like, a, again, a wily veteran, but again, he comes... You know, he's been in college. He understands what it is. Um, he understands how hard it is to compete and play at levels. And he just wanted an opportunity to play. And I told him that we could get, definitely guarantee him that, see where it goes. And um, he, he's just really, I hate to say it, but taken the opportunity and ran with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, that's, that was pretty bad. No, it's, it's our puns are allowed on, on this show. <laughs> it's, tomorrow will actually be only his 12th game. Which is right, which is crazy, which is what we just said. You know, you don't realize you think he's been playing with us for like, you know, four years and he's played like 40 games. Yeah, he really hasn't, you know, and he's still learning, too, and he's still figuring it out. And, you know, once he gets going, oh, man, he's he's a very, very definite big part of our offense and our team. And he'll be back at it with the props tomorrow against TCNJ. While we have a moment, let's take a look at the NJAC scoreboard from last weekend. Salisbury. It was yeah. it was a close game early on. It was only seven to nothing heading into the third quarter, yeah. but they end up winning thirty to seven over Montclair State. Yeah, again, you know, a, a really good program. Um, I think they're down some quarterbacks, so you know, it's just you know they they, they play that option game, and you know they're they're going to be tough to defend and tough to play against, no matter what situation it is. The profs next week will see William Patterson, who mm-hmm. won. Again, they won 22 to 15 over Kane University. You know, it's William Patterson has obviously not had a ton of success over the last 10, 15, 20 years. However, you know, they seem to be playing well right now under Sean Williams. Yeah, and again, you know, when I first got here to Rowan in the 90s, it was William Patterson. You know, we had played them for conference championships and an NCAA playoffs. Um, so, you know, again, it's been a while for them, but they started, you know, and they're always good. They always have good athletes. They're always well prepared. You know, they, they're always tough to play up at their place and give them credit. They're having a successful season and they're doing some really good things. Coaching change, right? So their coach that was only there briefly leaves, goes to Villanova. Their longtime assistant takes over, play in the NFL and hasn't skipped a beat. So, you know, again, another tough conference team. Yes, and, and they took the lead in that game. They're down 15-14 late with about 50 seconds left. They end up picking up a touchdown, and then from there went for two and made it a 22-15 game, yeah. and, and they win it from there. So yeah. very good win for them, 4-1 and one now on yeah. the year, and Kane drops to 1-4. and four. So 
Yeah, well, well, we shall see what they bring to the table next week against the Brobs. Yeah, again, it's you know, it's one of those. Again, in the conference, you just don't know. It's it's really good football. Every week is a battle. Again, that's why you know when we play out of conference games that are really good, and everyone's like, well, why do you do that? Well, partially because you got to be prepared to play in the end, Jack. You know, and you need to be able to compete against really good football teams. Well, interestingly enough, it'll basically be a trade-off between. William Patterson and Kane and Montclair State and Salisbury. Salisbury will play William Patterson coming up on Saturday and then Saturday night Kane at Montclair, Montclair State. State. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, tough conference games. You know, you, you can't take any week for granted. Every week is a battle and you just need to be prepared. It's always been that way for the most part, but now so now so more than ever. Yeah, and, and we'll certainly have some time to, to talk about William Patterson next week, but the Lions of TCNJ coming up on Friday. What have you seen out of them so far? Again, you know, they've had two weeks off, so you know there's going to be a lot of trick plays. You know there's going to be a lot of things they've worked on. You know there's going to be a lot of things that they've done. Um, I didn't realize it was two weeks. They only have nine games, similar to what we faced last year, which is unfortunate. Um, so, again, we're just going to have to be prepared for everything. You know, you can't change your systems completely, but in two weeks you can do a lot of tinkering and do a lot of different things. We're just going to have to be ready in all three phases for anything um, and be prepared and, and, and be ready to, to, to play really good football. So TCNJ, it's had an interesting year so far. They won their opener 31-13 to but played – an old uh, foe that you're pretty familiar with, SUNY Cortland. Yeah. And they lost 63-7 to them, but Cortland's ranked 15th in the country, Nation, so yeah. they're, no, they're, they're no slouch at all. Yep. And yep. then Endicott, Endicott uh, defeated TCNJ 28-7 uh, in Massachusetts a couple of weeks ago. So as, as you alluded to, September 17th, their last game. Yeah, and again, that's you, know, you go by what you've seen on film. Um, you know, big physical offensive line. They like to run the football, play action pass. They've been interchanging two quarterbacks, so you'll see how that goes. One's looks to be a better runner, one looks to be a better passer. The passer's a little bit more inexperienced. Good offensive line, big tight end, some pretty good wide receivers, and their defense is always really good. Well, to that point, you take a look at, at these games recently. Now, last year, it was competitive. It was 35-21, so the Profs able to shake free late with a touchdown to make it a two-score win, but the three games prior to that were decided by four, three, and six points. Yeah, and again, it's just, uh, you know, a, a kind of a rival game because, again, they're the closest school to us. We're both kind of in South Jersey for the most part. The others are more tucked up uh, in the north part of the state. So, you know, it makes for an intriguing game, and, it, and it's always been that way, you know, only 45 or 40 minutes apart. So, um, again, players very familiar with one another. They do a great job in the shore area recruiting. We do. They kind of go in the northwest part of the state. We do. So, again, some similar areas, um, you know, that we recruit against one another. Well, what would you say when you look at their offense, what stands out to you? Yeah, running game, play action pass, running game, um, patience. Um, you know, they, they want to, again, a lot like us, run the football to be uh, successful and put yourself in some good manageable situations. Um, and they've done that for the most part um, for this season. So, again, that's what we need to be prepared for. Um, and, and, again, understand that, you know, 
they're not going to completely change who they are. They're going to give some wrinkles and a lot of different things. But I think, again, they're going to want to run the football, come right at us and play action pass and, and get us to change direction. We just need to be prepared for that. So for the, the, the younger crowd, for the younger fans out there um, who may not understand what this rivalry has meant over the years, can you talk about just what it has meant to, to go up against him? Because this this matchup has taken various iterations. There was years where this game has happened in the playoffs, years where this game has had serious NJAC title um, implications for it. How about what it's meant to play them over the years in, in, in such a contested competitive rivalry? Yeah, because in the past we used to just have our set schedule, and they were always the team we played towards the end of the year, them and Montclair. So, you know, for the most part over the years, that was a later game in the year, so it obviously meant something for one or both teams. Again, there were the years, you know, both of us were fighting for the conference championship and then seeing each other twice in the regular season and then the playoffs. Um, I think it's just the proximity of the two schools being so close. Um, them, you know, having a lot of South Jersey players, us having a lot of South Jersey players, more so than the North Jersey schools. So I think that adds for the rivalry being so close. Um, you know, to be able to go watch a game, you know, they only need to drive 40 minutes. We drive 40 minutes. So it just provides that rivalry backyard brawl that people talk about. And it's always been that way, um, you know, with them because of that, that, that reason. One final break here from Italian Affair. When we come back, it'll be time to take a look at this week's Rowan University football fan questions Uh-oh. of the week. We've Uh-oh. got a couple to sift through right here from Italian Affair in Glassboro. This is Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLSFM. Stay tuned. More headed your way in just a moment after this. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got his first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Can't get enough of the oldies? Join me, Greg May. And me, Maddie Kay. Every Saturday from 8 p.m. till midnight as we explore the top songs on the Billboard Hot 100 charts of yesteryear. You'll hear everything from the Bee Gees to the King of Rock and Roll, Chairman of the Board, and more. Each week features a special theme hour that'll have you rocking and rolling all night long. It's Saturday night at the oldies. Every Saturday at 8 p.m. Only on Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Freeze! It's featured on this Friday. This Friday, we're celebrating the police frontman Sting's 71st birthday. Tune in to hear all the greatest hits, like Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic. And Every Breath You Take. 
You have the right to tune in this Friday on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM. Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS FM. It is the Roan University Football Coaches Show. Derek Jones and Jay Ocorsi with you from Italian Affair in Glassboro. It's time for the Rowan University Football Fan Questions Uh-oh. of the Week. The first one coming from Danny in Glassboro with just three touchdowns to show for the last six quarters of play. How have you been preparing the offense to bounce back in a favorable Week 6 matchup against TCNJ? You know, try to clean up the mistakes we've made, really. Um, you know, a few wrinkles here and there. I mean, you're not going to completely change your offense. You're going to put in different wrinkles, different looks, maybe different formations of the same type of plays that you do to dress it up a little bit. Um, You know, and again, try to get out to a really good start. I think when we do that offensively, we're pretty successful. When we struggle, that's when we really have some some issues. So again, it's just kind of cleaning up mistakes and things that we made and polishing off and, and, and trying to provide some different wrinkles and different things that we try to do. Some of this you answered a little bit earlier, but we'll go through it uh, one more time. Rowan has had a long line. By the way, this is from Juan. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Rowan has had a long line of talented defensive linemen over the last few years. With a Mod Gans breakout game where he looked unblockable at times, is he <laughs> the next great Rowan defensive lineman? And can you tell us about his career at Rowan? Like, you know, again, uh, Ahmad was hurt early on, um, you know, and, and needed surgery the first year. Um, came back, and again, anytime you have knee surgery or ankle or any type of surgery, it's hard to really come back at a high level. Um, I think last year he started to make turns and started to learn from, you know, A.J. Aikens, who had a great year for us. Um, And again, so I think he's been patient. I think he's waited. I think he's really had to work hard for it. Um, And again, you know, we've been very diligent in, in, in having him be successful in all areas of his life. And it's great to start to see a young man flourish and develop and and do great things that you thought he could do a few years ago but just weren't sure and then just see the progression um, in where he's at. And I still don't think he's playing his top football yet. Um, again, another player will be back next year, we're hoping. Um, again, so he still has a ways to go. And again, he's just this is kind of the first year he's played a lot for us in that role. Um, I think he could be, you know, as scary as it is, play even better. Well, that, that's going to be pretty cool to, to see his development yeah. over the next uh, season and next few games, obviously. But how how important and key is it to have a, a pass rusher like that in today's college game? Because we've gotten away from, you know, the, 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 the option. Yes, people are still running the option, but it's a lot more spread set stuff and a lot more pass, pass, pass than ever before. Yeah, and again, most most are, you know, the ball's out quick. So most quarterbacks aren't holding the ball these days. It's a lot of quick game, three-step, fast, get it out. So it's hard to get sacks, and it's hard to do those things. Um, so it, it, just the, the nature of the sport prevents you from doing a lot of those things. Um, so you got to get players that are faster, quicker, more agile, more athletic, able to bend in space able to work off the edge. And I think that's where Ahmad's really come along is, you know, understanding. And, again, I think he learned and watched A.J. last year have a very successful season and kind of watched and saw and has now taken his game that way. And, again, it's hard. You know, the offenses these days, the ball comes out so quick, so fast at all levels. You know, you don't see a lot in the NFL. Some teams hold it a little bit, but the ball comes out quick. So just you're not going to have a lot of sacks. 
And, you know, it's it's been a challenge, yeah, for sure. Because And also, too, we, we talked about, you know, the, the, the concept of protecting players and protecting the quarterbacks in particular. Yeah. That's obviously kind of added to things as well, making it uh, difficult to, to really rush the quarterbacks the yeah. way that you would used to see it back in yeah. the day. And, again, when they're doing the RPOs, right, it's a run-pass option. So, you know, there's a lot of things you're not sure. Is it a run or is it a pass? So you can't just put your ears back and go after the quarterback because if it's a run, then you're giving up the edge. So that's hard as a, on a defensive end because, again, you're a key component in setting the edge and making sure they're not running to your side. And, again, that's something Ahmad has had to learn these first few weeks to do that. And I think he's getting a sense for, you know, when it is run and when it is pass and when he can really get after the quarterback. And he had a really breakout game Saturday, and we, and we really needed him to to help elevate our defense with the offense struggling, and he did a great job. Before we close things out, a couple of keys to victory for the props on Friday. Coming out fast. I think we really got to come out well offensively um, and match what we did last week defensively. So, But, again, you know, the offense carried us the first few weeks of the season. So, again, you know, last week was really only the first time the offense struggled, per se, um, but we still scored points and still put ourselves in a position to get more points. We just got to come out fast and play. And I think that'll be critical, especially against a team that hasn't played in two weeks. We got to set the tempo. We got to set the speed. We got to set the game. And we got to come out. And I think we need to score early um, and get on top of them to be able to get it going in our direction. Profs and Lions coming up tomorrow night, Friday night. Uh, as they get ready for a big night of fireworks and yeah. football from Coach Richard Wacker Yeah, it should be a great atmosphere, great excitement. Um, you know, the fireworks show has always been tremendous. Very long, um, great show. They, you know, get shot almost basically right over the stadium. Um, so it, it should be great for family, friends, and everybody to come watch some great college football and at the same time see a great fireworks show on what should be a beautiful evening too you know and we've been stuck inside and (laughs) hunkering down with the weather it's going to get that way again right around the corner get out support your profs but at the same time have a great evening with family and friends watch some great small college football and get a fireworks show on top of it kickoff at 6 p.m coverage starts on 89.7 at 5 with an encore presentation of the Rowan university football coaches show 5.30 5.30 will be Profs pregame and then kickoff at 6 between the Profs and the Lions. Coach, best of luck to you coming up on Friday. Thanks. should be a great evening, and uh, hopefully everybody's really looking forward to it again. A great time of year to, to, to kind of let our players and our program and our coaches show what we're all about. And, um, again, you know, should be a great evening. Thanks to Ali Pontano back in the studio. We'll be back with you next Thursday at 6 p.m., Right here at Italian Affair in Glassboro for Jay Corsi and James Farah. I'm Derek Jones saying so long, and we'll talk to you next Thursday night. Have a good one, everybody.